My friends, it's Sean Veek with the Fitness Unleashed with Sean podcast. Thanks for, so much for joining me today. If you want to learn more about me and what I do, you can always check me out at seanveegfitness.com where you can download my free fitness app. Down, or You can also check out my online training program, Sean's Vault, free for 14 days, and browse my collection of books all at seanveegfitness.com. That's down below in the description. Today's guest is John Fresh. He's a doctorate of chiropractic care. He lives in New Jersey. He has been enjoying exercise his whole life and has been doing Sean's, that's me, his videos for about three years. We've actually done a number of collaborations together. We've talked about this for a while, getting him on the podcast. His wife, Jennifer, is also a chiropractor, and they have an eight-year-old daughter named Mackenzie, who I've seen in some of the videos, who loves to dance and to do cartwheels. He enjoys sharing what he's learned in life. So, welcome, John. Thank you. When I hear you say uh, uh, dot .com, I was waiting for your dot .com. Dot .com. Oh, now, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, there's so many different ways to say things, and I, I, I like to change up my workouts, and I also like to change up my speech patterns as well. That's great. Yeah, that training, right? We're not just training uh, for fitness. We're training in every way possible. I've even heard somebody talking about when they were talking about their diet, how they deliberately eat foods they're not used to eating or eliminate foods, you know, in the health category, mm -hmm. just so that eating isn't so unconscious for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you and I, from what we've spoken about before, we we want to live the health and fitness lifestyle. We like to plug it into our own lives and always challenge ourselves. In fact, we were talking right before the podcast, you situated yourself. So you're overlooking a lake right now. Correct. Yeah. Beautiful lake. Yeah. And I like to, I sit here at my dining room table and well, we have about eight inches of snow on the ground and I can see Mount Evans. I can see all the big pine trees. So I would never want to do a podcast, nor would I want to work out in a little windowless room. Yeah, I always try to make the biggest gap possible between stress and my effort uh, towards exercise and fitness. I, fig I figure the bigger I make that gap, the, um, the greater the rewards. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that, too. There's so much mind-body that goes on in health and fitness and the power of the mind and how it affects the body. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, you live in New Jersey. And I guess we, you know, I like to start at the beginning. How did you get into the, quote, health and fitness world? Oh, well, I was sort of um, grandfathered, or I should say mothered and fathered into it. They are exercise fanatics. My dad still plays basketball and works out. Uh, my mom has always been working and training. And even when I was little, I remember going to aerobics classes with her and, um, that was always fun to do those classes on the step boxes and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, then my friends, uh, we were all really into fitness. We had a shed in the back of uh, the little apartment my mom had. And we just had a set and weights in there and like some type of Joe Weider fitness book. And we would just <laughs> leap through the pages and pick out exercises and change all the weights with having to tighten the ends with the little metal bars and putting them on and off and for all the different exercises and it's just something we enjoyed together and something we always enjoyed um for our bodies was this in uh, junior high or high school or were you even uh, younger that was, yeah that uh 
that was probably yeah, eighth grade. It got serious. And then, you know, high school was where there was an hour of day of weights. And then as I've progressed in my fitness, the sort of weights are, have backed off a little. And then what I've learned is sort of, you know, become a little more prominent in how I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Definitely the, the dumbbells and the barbells. I remember, I don't know how I got my hands on it, but growing up in Wisconsin, I had the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The big, I mean, they've done probably 40 different revisions of that now. Yeah. And I was always drawn to that. Um, it's an instinctive thing for me and drawn to muscles. And funny, when I was just home in Wisconsin, I filled up another dumpster at my mom's house with a lot of junk that, that uh, he and uh, she and my dad had in the basement. And I actually threw out a few of our old, they were really rotted by now, but these old barbells. And some of the old weights, I think we got them in about 1983. And we've, mm-hmm. we, they've been down the basement the whole time. But I, I do remember that you mentioned uh, your mom's cardio classes. Was it jazzercise? Uh, no, it was back to step aerobics, I, you know, with the grapevine and all those, <laughs> all those oldies. Hey, grapevines are good. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we used to do those in theater. My mom used to take jazzercise. And I didn't do it with her, but I remember I, I would kind of giggle. I'd sit outside the auditorium <laughs> and I'd hear them in there. <laughs> This was in the 80s and leg warmers and they'd be, woo, yes. they do. Every time they go, woo, I would giggle. That, I found was, that, funny. It. that was it for sure. <laughs> Does your mom still do? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always out. You know, we live near Atlantic City, so she's on the boardwalk walking. She has a Stairmaster. She has a vibration plate, which is a lot of great exercise on that and um, very active. And my dad's, you know, my dad's the same way. That's great. I've always, uh, my mom is pretty active, but I, I just left her a voicemail and I kind of dropped a couple hints in there about, you know, you got to join that anytime fitness. You got to get back on the treadmill. <laughs> you, yeah. You have, she has a bike in the house and also this little exercise machine and she likes both of them, but yeah, kind of dropping hints. So it's great that your parents, your parents are still doing it. They're motivated. I guess it's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I, I think that it's when I look back at the generations, because I do think about health as kind of a legacy, just as well as you could pass anything else on. Um, my great grandmother, you know, ate out of a garden. So we sort of lost a little of the nutrition, but we definitely picked up the exercise um, aspect through my mom's and dad's section of our legacy. And, you know, I feel that, you know, the addition that hopefully my legacy is bringing to my daughter is the flexibility in the brain and the nerve and the exercise and the nutrition just and then i hope she adds a layer to that absolutely we stand on the shoulders of giants don't we yeah always always adding on so you this is about junior high you were doing some weight training and do you play sports in school in uh, high school? i would be i was a big uh basketball fan i played a lot of basketball never really uh got organized in high school playing it Okay, no football. Actually, I didn't play football either. My best, a lot of my friends did. They're all injured now. They had concussions, so I'm glad I steered clear of that. Yeah, that's a pretty intense sport. So uh, when did you get, uh, how, can I ask how old you are, John? I don't know yeah, if I'm, I'm 48. Oh, you're older than I am. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I've you always look, yeah, I thought you were a little younger. I thought maybe late 30s. So there you go. Definitely a testament to what you're doing. So, uh transition high school how did you get into chiropractic care so i have a tendency sometimes to overdo things that uh 
I really enjoy and benefit me. So I ended up sort of doing that with exercise. I uh, had moved to Florida. I was sleeping on one of those ratchet recliners. You know the, how they click down and click up the little plastic <laughs> wicker chairs. That was my That bed. was your bed? That was my bed for a while with a couple of friends right after high school. And I was working at a gym and I had just put everything I was into lifting weights and just really started to beat my back up and... Uh, at that point, you know, I was basically dragging my leg to go on runs, you know, just Oof. to get out of the house and come back. And I remember brushing my teeth with the leg out to the side, which is sweat coming down. And so I went to a surgeon when I got home and they offered surgery. And at that point, with my knowledge level, I said yes and had the surgery and my spine felt the pressure come off it the next morning. However, what I learned over time was uh, surgery can duck, cut away damage, but it can't restore health. Mm-hmm. So um, two years later, I was in the same situation and having that same pain, thinking I needed surgery again. Uh, but at that time, I was at chiropractic school and actually learned how to restore health to that area. And that's changed my trajectory ever since. It's one of those uh, things you don't wish would happen ends up being one of the best things that happened. Absolutely. Well, you learn from these things. I, uh, but you were saying that and I was thinking when I first was introduced to chiropractic care, it was when I was doing professional theater. It was actually down in Florida too. Everything's to ha- everything seems to happen in Florida, doesn't it? <laughs> Every time theme. I'm down there, there's something massive that happens. Because uh, I worked, I lived in Florida for many years. I worked all over the state doing professional regional theater. And I was working in Coral Gables at Actors Playhouse doing Fiddler on the Roof. And I've discussed this before in some of the videos. You may have heard it. Yeah, but yeah. It was the Russian dance. You ever, those Russian mm. dances where you oh, squat yeah. and you jump. You squat. I, was, I wasn't that. I was probably 30 years old, 31. But I felt something go in my back. And I'd never had any back issues before. And I was out for about a week, like lying on the floor with these really weird pillow configurations. Mm. And that's when I first was introduced to chiropractic care because – as you said, I, you, know, you, can, you can get massage and you can get surgery, but what I needed was some actual manipulation of my spine. And I, I'm so glad it sucked. It was so bad. I was laid up for a long time. It took me a while to get over that, but it did introduce me to chiropractic care. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, what I've learned is you can't, and, and I've tried, I've tried to double up on the swim or double up on the stretch or even on the adjustments everything meets a different need that your body has and you can't replace that by doing more of something else. You have to have each of those components in place to make all the parts do what they need to do to get the most out of your body. Mm -hmm. It's true. When something bad happens, what are you going to do about it? You know, how are you going to react to it? As you said, you're going to double up and say, well, you know, no pain, no gain. I'm going to keep pushing and pushing because that's what I was told to do maybe by a coach back in high school. Or am I going to really break it down, go do some research and take a different route. Yeah. Cause pain, pain sucks. And mm-hmm. people like, like you and I, we love to be active. I, I hate when something goes wrong. It affects my entire life. When mm. my back hurts, you get a pulled muscle or rib pops out. Really? Even if it's for a couple days, I, I have a really hard time with that. And I, I, I pray on it. I meditate on it and okay, well just go do something else. But you realize how much you enjoy moving with good mobility every day. 
Yeah, when you when you depend on it as much as we do and you put that much work into it, like the last thing I like to do is even take uh, miss a step wrong, you know, like just <laughs> knowing that that's going through my body is like an awareness to me. And I almost have protocols for all these wrong things that could happen. Like if I bump my head, I up my trigger stick work on my neck and my foam roller on my neck and my, you know, I have these little <laughs> protocols to like prevent things that have happened to me. It's funny. That's good. Well, you have it broken down to a science. Yeah. And you're aware of it. You know, yeah. I get into real, we get in real trouble if we're not aware of this, not aware of our posture alignment throughout the day. Or if yeah, we deviate from our routine and then our body responds to it and we don't fix that right away. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get it to the inflammation stage. You know, that's the, the more I can reduce that from causing irritation to disc, nerves and bones and the faster I can get back on track, even if there is irritation involved. Um, the faster I'll get well. And I always try to tell people, and I mean, I'm, it's a real uphill climb because the world is so slanted in another direction. I try to show them that putting your hand on a fire, the pain isn't the problem. It's the fire, you know? And so our <laughs> body really does things to try to help us all the time, even the pain stuff, because it has to protect those nerves that are bringing life to the body and pain is its way of doing it. So. Well, it's, it's like when your body swells up, isn't that mm -hmm. protecting you from infection? Yeah. Yep. Swells up, surrounds the problem area. I mean, haven't you even had a splinter get pushed out over time that's, that was in deep that you didn't realize was in there? Yeah. Just, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> the body is incredible. I, I tell my classes this a lot. And, and I say, you know, your body wants to be at 100%. It wants to be aligned, balanced, and move well. And a good case in point, you cut yourself, your body will do everything possible to heal that cut. It will not put it off for later and say, let's deal with that in a couple of weeks. I don't want to deal with that right now. It will immediately start to repair the damage, the tissue damage and the cell damage. So true. Yep. So you were saying you went down, by the way, where were you in Florida, John? Uh, Jupiter. Ah, the Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater. Was yes. there, wasn't it? Yeah. Good old, I, I think that was gone by the time I was doing theater, but I did work south florida uh where was i in hollywood and oh, yeah. actors yeah. uh coral gables and uh, i don't you know there's i have to go back and look at my notes so you went down there you lifted were you a personal trainer down there i was working at a gym and yeah that that would always be my default job like anytime i <laughs> find a place to work it would always be in in training what was the name of the gym uh that was jupiter gym jupiter gym yeah yeah, I, I worked at when I, I did personal training when I started, that was back in 2001. It was at club fit. I don't know if you, they were around Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, it was about five or six one. of them yeah. club fit. It was in Davie, Florida, I believe, but yeah, great memories there. I enjoyed that. So you came back to New Jersey, correct? Yes. And then how did you get, uh, you went to chiropractic school in New Jersey? Uh, that was in Atlanta life university. So I had, um, I had, went to a Stockton college, which is in our area and got a degree in biochemistry. And at that point, um, I had friends taking dental boards and I really didn't even know that much about chiropractic for some reason. Uh, my wife and I, my wife had had some experience with it. We applied and went there. I had never been adjusted before I went to chiropractic school. My really? first adjustment was at a seminar and I was having that back pain. And I felt relief and I was like, 
how did I just get here? Where, what is chiropractic? And mm-hmm. the classes were starting up. And I remember I went into an anatomy and physiology class and I was so used to studying the body at a microscopic level that when I got into this anatomy and physiology class and the teacher said, every cell in your body is affected by your brain and nervous system. <laughs> I just saw everything I learned from a different perspective and it blew my mind. And I was like, that's why God has me here. Yeah, that really switches it when if you want to space out the mind and the body, you think, no, they really don't have anything to do with each other. (laughs) You get into a lot of trouble and you don't realize the absolute power that your mind has over your body. I say that a lot, how it rains down positive signals. It sends millions of signals throughout your body. And it's at your own peril if you detach those two and separate them. Yeah. Have you have you heard that the body and actually proprioception is the majority of your neurology in your body so that's why moving your body is so important because it's actually the number one fuel source for the brain so if you move your bicep and your bicep goes to your brain and stimulates your brain to grow like neuroplasticity um, whatever else that part of your brain does it's going to be able to do better so as you rather with the movement you're feeding your brain stimulating it oh yeah Brain stimulation, the same as uh, certain diets that people have to stimulate the brain. Or I do a lot of reading. Uh, When I read anything, I'm always thinking about I want to keep stimulating my brain because where the body goes, the brain goes. And where the brain goes, the body goes. Well said. That's a good one. That's one of my staples. (laughs) I should put that on a T-shirt. So you went to chiropractic school. And had you at that point, what was the time frame for this? What year? This was 2002. I went to chiropractic school. Okay. So this is, I'm sorry, graduated chiropractic school 2002. Okay. Then where did you go after that? After that, uh, we came back to our area for a little bit and then we moved my wife and I to Las Vegas and opened a practice there. Oh, you were Oh, so that's right. You met your wife in Atlanta. Uh, We actually went to chiropractic school together. So she's from my area too, from New Jersey. Okay. And, and Las Vegas was a great experience because there was a lot of West Coast health mindset. So there was obviously people coming to you because they're suffering, but a lot of people coming to you because they want to be and stay at their best. So we had like Cirque du Soleil people we were adjusting. And I did a couple of Vander Holyfield fights. And I'll never forget uh, the person who told me about a, a Vander Holyfield because I knew it. He was taking care of him in Atlanta. And I called him because I knew he was having a fight in town. And it was one of those moments where somebody says something to you and it just sticks. He said, the only reason I'm having you take care of Evander Holyfield is because he has a spine. And, and that just made <laughs> a lot so. of sense to me. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Yes. He's doing very well. <laughs> so say you would adjust Evander Holyfield. Is this before or after a fight or oh, so in general, you, like yeah, maintenance? So you, So, well, I was in Vegas. I think he was living in Atlanta at the time. I would go up uh, like the week of the fight. And he would get into his pre-fight routine. So, you know, I'd be up in his room around 10 or 11 because that was around fight time. But it was neat seeing all the people come in and and visit him and and to see the demeanor change towards game time. Talk about, you know, getting your mind right. You know, those guys have to really dial in. Mm -hmm. So what is the difference? Say you're adjusting somebody like me, more of a not a – top-notch athlete or adjusting somebody like Evander Holyfield? Is there a difference or manipulating them, working with them? Oh, that's interesting. Um, 
I think it would be more dependent on how they take care of their spine. I mean, I've seen 80 year old people who maybe have never worked out that has a curve in their neck and shows very little signs of aging. And I've seen, you know, 10 year old kids already, you know, from 5,000 falls learning how to walk. If their parents really never taught them that the spine's a priority, they're already showing signs of degeneration. So I don't necessarily think it's your profession. Maybe it's more of your background and an understanding of, you know, how to take care of the different parts of your body. Mm-hmm. And how you carry yourself pretty much from day to day. Yeah, for sure. That, I mean, that's, that's what it all adds up to. Because you had mentioned, and, you know, I'm going to be a father in February. Yeah, I was excited to hear that. Thank you. And, I, you know, I think about all these things. And a big one is now the generations with the cell phones and the screens. Mm. And I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. Do you work with uh, younger, like 18 and younger yeah, yeah, we have a good number of those, and and c- cervical curve is one of the first, one of the most easiest things to communicate and help people find something they could use at home to counteract, you know, the effects of that. I mean, whether it's reading in bed, looking down, studying, texting. I mean, it's it's all been there. I mean, the phones are just obviously magnifying that, but that curve in the neck has been linked to not having the curve shorten lifespan, decrease quality of life, because that nervous system's like taffy. And to lose that curve is like stretching that taffy. That changes impulses just like compressing them does. I've read studies on that where it's sad. I I grew up in the 80s and 90s. We didn't have cell phones. And that posture, I'm on Mm. my cell phone periodically throughout the day, of course, but I'm very aware of how I stand, which is, you know, awareness. I think you can beat back a lot of that uh, the problems in the neck and the back on the cell phone by being aware of it, but that people 21, 20, 21 years old are now already experiencing back issues Oh yeah, from repeated yeah, think, cell phone use. Yeah. For every like couple degrees, the head goes forward. It magnifies the head by 10 pounds. So people are taking their 15 pound heads and really carrying on Ooh. their neck, upper back, low back, about 50 or 60 pounds. It can get up to easily. An observation I have, too, if you see somebody say, well, I see it at the gym, even they're sitting down and I'm looking at them from behind and they're hunched over. Mm. It's a cell phone. But if cell phones did not exist, that what that signifying that kind of posture is usually sadness or Mm -hmm. depression or uh, confusion. If you see somebody in an old movie hunched over with their hands over there, I'm actually demonstrating it right now. But that signifies something not positive and your body, how it how it curls into itself, almost to protect itself. And I, I noticed that uh, you just put a cell phone in their hands and it's the same posture kind of signifying the same thing. And that would that would be very interesting to look at because the connection between now you have something you do on a cell phone, the posture you're in the posture that it says about you and the actual health decline that has been proven already. And then the mental state that you actually experience, it's like a chicken egg type thing, but either way, whether it's the chicken or the egg, um, you want to address it, address it any way you can. True. And what kind of energy are you giving off? What kind of uh, emotions and you lung know, capacity, lung capacity, it's crushing your breath. It's the rolling yeah. shoulders. I mean, these are things that you and I talk about all the time. All right. I talk about spinal health all the time. I throw out nuggets and stuff, but you're a chiropractor. 
I thought I'd go back. Tell us, what is the importance of a healthy spine, John? I think people are getting amazing information from you. And I, I think they have more than what they need to to have a better spine. You know, the, the importance of it is your brain and your nerves made everything in your body. It made your arms, it made your legs, it fights cancer, uh, it repairs heart valves, it takes vitamins out of an apple and brings them to trillions of cells so that those cells can do reactions to do what they need to do for you to live, survive, and thrive. And it's doing that every second. And my simplest thing I say to people is, do you want that going through a healthy tube or an unhealthy tube? And, you know, in my mind, the only answer is healthy. You don't want anything getting in the way of that path. And that path is your spine. So the more you learn from birth how to care for it and the things you can do for it and the healthier you can keep it, uh, the better that pathway will be and the more life will reach your body. And, it's, and it will not age it's meant to last 120 years uh, without showing much signs of damage. Uh, but if you do get damaged, you have to start from that point. Now, you could still make the healthiest version of that spine, but, uh, you know, you may be limited the longer you wait to get started. Okay. And your own personal experience, what happens? What have you seen with somebody that comes in? and their spine is compressed, it has a lot of wear and tear, it hasn't been properly taken care of. What do you see with a patient when they come in? The interesting thing about the patient aspect is they don't necessarily have to feel a certain way. I've seen very damaged spines of people who are active and feel okay. And I've seen people suffering and having digestive problems or different problems in that area of their spine have the beginning signs of a misalignment in there. So it's very tricky on the symptom end. That's why it's always better to take care of yourself as a philosophy and a, and a discipline uh, rather than how you feel because most things don't go by how you feel. Diabetes, heart disease, cancer, arthritis. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't feel anything for 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, but what you, what you do notice is anytime they have those little sticking points, which you wouldn't necessarily notice as you move around because the other joints can make up for it. It's almost like a sponge. If a sponge is under the sink, it stays nice and juicy. If you put a little soap on it, that's like an injury or something you've done wrong. But if you stay under the sink, it's going to work it out. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens when the joint gets stuck, it's like taking that sponge and putting it on the side of the sink. And it only takes two weeks for arthritic changes to start. Uh, so that's usually what happens is having these problems over time is really what makes the problem. Okay. My, one of my first experiences, chiropractic care, it actually wasn't a good one. It's, uh, I won't name any names. It's a pretty well-known, um, I think they're nationwide there. Uh, this is when I was living in the Orlando area, but I went in for a little test and then they started to tell me all these horrible things were going to happen to my, <laughs> to my body because of how my spine was aligned. It wasn't a very good way to do that. I was with them a little bit, then I moved on. But it was a little more of a scare tactic saying, if you don't get your spine manipulated, you're going to have some heart issues, you're going to have some lung issues. And I know, of course, that your spine you know, corresponds to every part of your body. That's true. But I didn't care for how they presented it. Yeah, you definitely. I just like whether it be, you know, the reason I found you online and what I was looking for in my philosophy, you know, versus in other videos, it's very important to have you know, a matching belief system, or at least somebody 
even if you trust them to stretch you a little, you know, to learn and grow, but um, something that doesn't feel right to you, you know, wouldn't be the best reason to not try something that, that could benefit you. Like I wouldn't not try um, certain exercises because of, you know, a philosophy on why or why they don't work. So I'm glad, I'm glad you gave it another try and uh, got to experience, you know, how it does fit into your life for you. And that's the most important thing. And if people can just agree on certain things, like if you go through any anatomy and physiology book and look at what the brain does, and it makes sense to you to keep your spine healthy, if you could just find your best version of that, and if you're happy with your results, uh, if you're not, then, you know, maybe be trying to stretch a little outside of what you're comfortable with until you find that right combination for you. And that's just part of growing. It is. I get that question a lot. Like, what do I do for this? What do I do for that? What do I do for this? I'm like, you know, I, I can't really give you just a, a magic pill. Do this one stretch and that will go away. For one, mm-hmm. I don't know who the person is. I'm not qualified to examine them. I can give you flows. I can give you a lot of different kinds of exercises, but I want whoever you're seeing in person to give it the okay. Because as you said, everybody's a little bit different. And, you know, you, you got to try it out. You got to feel it out for yourself. That's, that's how we learn. I, I, wouldn't want, I would not want to go through life not trying to experiment with anything. I do that every day. I was just at the gym. I was doing a little weight training and I kept, I added in some new flows in between the weight training and it felt really good. I was really excited to do that. And nobody told me to do that. Yeah. I, I, that's, those are some of my favorite when I think that I don't really feel like working out has happened sometimes. And, and I just decide, all right, I'm going to sit on a balance ball and I'm going to put, you know, and I'm just going to do some spine motion, pelvic stuff. Then, you know, before you know what I'm exploring, then I'm on the floor and, it's, it's great when you really get to the point that you're almost not making things up, but you're just in the middle of two positions, finding a, a spot. And it's really about making space and time for yourself and, and getting to know your body and using, you know, uh, experts like yourself to have, you know, just such a palette of paints that you work through this palette and you start to make pictures. But then by accident, you make a different brushstroke and you're like, oh, that could be a tree, too. Mm-hmm. And just you just keep working through it. It's and a it, surprise. It's, yeah. it's it's really invigorating to surprise yourself, uh, because our minds are so powerful. They'll they'll check us out way before we, we even try anything. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. People will ask, well, Sean, how do you, uh, how do you motivate people? What's motivation? Like, well, everybody has their own triggers for that. What motivates them? Uh, whether it's a movie or a song or a look they want to have, or they want to impress somebody or a girl that they like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody has different motivations. Motivation is rather temporary. I, I like to think of it as a lifestyle. I can't live without it. If I do, oh, I get cranky and I don't feel like myself. I just feel awful if I'm not moving every day. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so true. It's become, it becomes really part of, you know, I was, I did a swim this morning and, you know, you swim for exercise, but it's almost like you start to do different things just for your day. You know, it's like <laughs> I need to have these things in place so my day can just be uh, everything can just, you know, be slanted towards that more positive outlook or that one extra um, ounce of of patience or whatever it is just to, yeah. to try to have a better day. You're preparing yourself. The days can be rather long if you are drifting, if you are wandering. 
It's, it's, I love that you said that, but I know you and I share the same philosophy. I was watching a lot of your videos on Instagram last night and all the stuff you say, I'm like, that's it. That's it. You know, let's not muddy the waters and make it really confusing. Stay focused, start the day, you know, focus with intention. I always write out a list of things I want to work mm. on. And if I start drifting, I feel bad. My mind feels bad. My body feels bad. Or if I go to the gym and Oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, it's amazing. One thing can set you off from that plan. But I, everything you do is preparation for a really good, positive, uh, engaging day. You want to engage with people and, and help them and serve them and, and share your knowledge with them. And I, I also like that little, I always leave a little space to be excited about the unknown. I almost try to train myself to be excited about being taken off my schedule because I feel there's a better schedule that I couldn't have all the factors for. So I'm excited, you know, when that presents itself. Well, that's childhood. Yeah. That's yeah. childhood. If someone asked me that, uh, why do you, why do you work out? Why do you do all this? The, I always go back to childhood and that's playing, that's running, that's crawling, jumping, leaping, biking, interacting. And that's why I see it's so sad with all the cell phones now and all the distractions because it's you learn pretty much how to move as a child if you're if you're let loose. It is your and you said your daughter she likes to dance and she likes to do cartwheels. Yes, does <laughs> she do them all Every, the time? But that <laughs> is the cool thing. Yes, anywhere there's enough space to put your hands down, your feet up and down again, she will throw in a cartwheel, walking down streets in parking lots everywhere. And she probably wouldn't intellectualize it. Mackenzie probably says, well, "You said why did you do that? I want to do a cartwheel. I like doing it." Yeah, <laughs> it feels That's good it. to move that way. I feel really good. Yes, it's great. I know. Back to childhood. So uh, last part of this, well, before I get to the fun questions. So you've been training with me for about three years now, you said? Yes. And how did that come about on YouTube? Doing some searches? Yep. Yeah, YouTube. And so I, it was a little bit interesting. I mean, this is how I remember it. Um, I like the yoga i like the pilates i like the combinations i like the idea of you know doing my push-up workout within yoga and you know getting on a video and and finding a new move or or deepening in another move and your your cues are, are very helpful for just the posture stuff or the the mind body connection and another key you know aspect for me at the time was you know i try to be um respectful of my wife and I didn't want to watch videos of women so I was looking for uh, a man yoga teacher so that was interesting okay yeah does your wife does she train with you also no I'm, I'm sort of a I'm up pretty before everybody because I know that if I don't have that section done there's a chance it could get diverted so I'm I'm a pretty early riser that how early uh I'm in the five range oh, five goodness. or six yeah five <laughs> or six and that is the best time i i'm a night owl i love the night time i wish i only required about three or four hours of sleep would that be incredible yeah I, I mean i've seen what some people can do with that and it does look like it's it's pretty powerful <laughs> i can't i need the seven or eight hours it's, i'm just useless four hours i have to come back and take a nap but it definitely is that's the best time of day i think before the sun comes up to have that quiet time, that morning routine, and set the tone for the day. Had you done yoga, Pilates, calisthenics before you found my videos? 
Yes. Yeah. I, I had done yoga for like a year, pretty much three to four times a week, you know, 60 or 90 minutes. So, um, and I always, I mean, my whole life walking around, I, I don't think I really worry too much about why people <laughs> may look at me and say, what is he doing? I will throw in a stretch or something anywhere. You um, have to anywhere yeah, yeah, at the I supermarket, at, at target, or, doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I just, if I feel that there's something that's going to loosen me up and keep me moving better, uh, I go at it. So yeah, I'm always stretching and, and I had a, a really good year of yoga probably right before I started your videos. Okay. And uh, that's, that comes with the territory. If you're aware of your body position and how you carry your body and how you move uh, throughout the day, you will stop and do things all the time. They're little adjustments. They don't have to be, it's not a quote chiropractic adjustment, like manipulation, but it is, you're moving your body back where it needs to be. Your body and your mind are having this constant dialogue. And all you have to do is listen and your body will tell you like, I'm feeling this right shoulder is rising up above my left shoulder. You have to drop it back down. You have to tuck your chin. You're looking up at the ceiling too much. These little things that no big deal, but if you do them over 20, 30 years, you're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. And and it is, that's, that's exactly that day to day stuff is so important. And I tell people, the adjustment is just for the bones that aren't moving like the other ones. It's still your job to move them all every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you probably see that. I know people who they go get their adjustment and then they're sedentary for the rest exactly, of the week or a exactly. couple of weeks until they go in again. Yep. It's, it's like going in. Oh, I don't feel well. I'm going to go see the doctor. Give me a prescription. Okay, I take that. I'm going back home and I'm going to be sedentary and, and not eat healthy. And then I'm going to go back in again to get that pill. Yeah, one of my first questions isn't just what did you do? It's what didn't you do? <laughs> did what you are you stretch? leaving out? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I want to help them find that combination to a better life. That's good. It's holistic. It's the whole, you know, treating the body as a whole. These are words. They're just words. They're batted around all day. Uh, you know, treat the whole body, holistic uh, movement. But to really put them into practice, then it becomes a lifestyle. So, great. I, you know, I... I wanted to mention too, you're my first, I guess, I, I shouldn't say real guest, but my first official guest who is not my best friend, Stefan, who I've had on <laughs> the podcast a number of times. And Stefan and I, we've known each other since first grade. So we chat on the phone three or four times a week. I just left him a voicemail before, uh, as I drove back home here to get on the podcast. So, you know, funny, I wrote out all the, I, I'm trying to I find my groove as well. But with the podcast, I like to have real honest conversations. And I, we've done that today. So at the end of each one, I wrote out about 20 questions. Maybe I'll just ask you a few of these because with the Fitness Unleashed with Sean podcast, it's health and fitness and also life and things that we're passionate about, that I'm passionate about, that lead me also to want to move and take care of myself because it's all, it's all works together. All right, John, let me ask you a couple here. <laughs> what is your favorite workout song? Wow. Mm. <laughs> these are the good these are the questions Favorite that workout song that, that make you always repeat the question <laughs> i think lately any song that has like that building theme you know like by the third uh chorus they, like all the instruments are involved like one may start out with just piano and then like so coldplay does that a little bit so every once in a while mm-hmm. i'll uh have a one of those on and then with pandora uh, they have a quite a variety okay well i think i like the drama i think you probably like the drama too yes. working out i like the drama because you you i like the big visuals grand yes. themes yes. i don't it's picture the small themes 
you're right now you're looking out at a lake i'm looking outside i didn't go i don't do my podcast in the bathroom with no windows you know i want to see big things i want movement like a movie yep and that's that's the exact that's the exact type of song i could really dig into very good okay uh what was your favorite subject in school Ooh, uh biology yeah that's i hope so yeah (laughs) i'll tell you a real cool one a real quick cool one comparative anatomy so to hear how a fox has blood vessels that run along each other so the ones going down to the feet get cold and the ones coming from towards the heart get warmed so that Mm -hmm. the blood could be perfect in each area and and how you know god made these different animals the it's just awesome that's what it gives you such a you hear addy she keeps huffing i don't know why uh it gives you such an appreciation for what you do i I, the more you learn the more you learn you don't know but you want you're hungry for that you want to learn more about you know every aspect of the field that you're in all right oh look at all these questions look at this uh oh all right harry potter or lord of the rings Ooh, harry well let's say the movies not the books let's say the movies yeah yeah i'll say harry potter okay do you have a particular favorite movie um we were working through them with my daughter and she's there's a couple that sort of made her hesitate, so we're still working oh. through those. <laughs> okay. Buddy, my uh, other best friend, Peter, was just here, and uh, he drove from Montana to here. He's on his way to Miami, he, those long drives. But his truck, 15 hours from Montana to here, where I live in Colorado, <laughs> his truck broke down about 15 minutes from my house, so we, he had to have it towed down to the Toyota dealership. Long story short... He had a little cabin fever because I'd be gone a few times while he was here the last few days, but he just loves watching Harry Potter. He's like, where's your Harry Potter? Where's Harry <laughs> Potter? I think because there's snow on the ground. It's like Christmas. Where's Harry Potter? Yeah. Uh, I put in some other things like, no. Eh. And then the other day I came home, he had Cannonball Run in. So I'm like, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, you know what's funny? That, there's another Florida Burt Reynolds connection. I was watching Smokey and the Bandit the other day. Oh, my sister sent me a photo last night because we've been watching Christmas movies. We sent photos in. She sent one of Smokey and the Bandit. I'm like, that's not Christmas, but it is fun. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, God bless him, Burt Reynolds. All right, let's do one more. Okay. Okay, what is the, this is a, this inspires conversation. What is the toughest workout you've ever done? Mm. That could, uh, tough is a broad term also, but definitely challenging. What is the most yeah. challenging? So here's the new thing I'm into. I'm into uh, when I go into the pool kickboarding and I'm trying to not let my mind drift away and escape the discomfort. You know how like you, mm. you, you know, people say, make your mind go somewhere else. I'm trying to get to the number of laps that my legs are so discomfortable that I don't believe a lie that makes me stop. Oh, that's smart. That's like Navy SEAL training. <laughs> it's just my new toy. That's good. Uh, you know, I th- I'll think about the beach, but no. I, well, it becomes, you know, to, to push those boundaries, to push that threshold, to grow and adapt. You want to you wanna cross over from discomfort to actual pleasure. Yes, there is a breakthrough point, which is very interesting. There is that release. Yeah, there's that yeah. release in your body going to that certain level that actually brings almost a euphoria to your body. Right, because I, I was actually asking myself, I said, wait a second, why am I letting my legs make my mind tight when I can make my mind make my legs relax? So it was yeah. like an interesting thing. 
It's well, it's uh, proving your metal. It was why people run marathons or do triathlons. Like, what can I do? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm in such pain, but the pain becomes a part of life. It becomes growing and it becomes pleasurable. In, yeah, it's very interesting. In German, it's called Schadenfreude. It's joy through pain. Mm-hmm. I adapt that to a lot. A lot of people like pain in their life, uh, <laughs> so learn to embrace it. I gotta say, I for some reason when I wrote this question out. I, I filmed, I don't know, what, two or 3,000 videos, or probably more than that. And one always sticks out. And it was a short video I filmed in Florida, in Celebration, Florida, in this field. It was like four different kinds of mountain climber bursts. And I think Oof. I got – that messed me up. I think because it was so hot, the ground was kind of muddy. And I went out and I filmed it. I probably biked out there. Then I biked home, like, probably a half mile. And I just sat down on the couch. My wife was there. I just felt terrible. <laughs> I, I, I felt think those good. kind, yeah. I felt good that I did it, but it was the heat and the sun. I think my feet were slipping in the mud and it wasn't one 40 minute power yoga or Tabatas. It was this damn little mountain climber one, probably about five minutes. Every time I see it, my stomach goes, Oh, and well, it just knocked the, the sense that out push of me. you in there. Those are the, those are the ones that do get you to those points. You know, it's, I mm-hmm. remember I did a little thousand burpee challenge with my friend on the beach and you a know, thousand well, I broke them up pretty good, but yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> oh, you know, that's the stuff you write out the night before. I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be fun. And then one third of the way through, like, what was I thinking? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but that's what you just talked about. Okay, what are you going to do? You're going to yeah. keep going? I mean, you probably have to maybe modify a little bit here. and then That's fine. Keep going because you yep. could just stop and then wonder, like, why didn't I keep doing that? And I think with that workout that I filmed, the big one, it was the adaptability I was like a moving surface because my feet kept slipping Mm. in the mud. And of course that's frustrating. So all of that added up to me coming home and sitting on the couch and going, Oh God, I don't feel very good. You know, you just want to sit there for about a half hour and drink water. And how much more do you have to use muscles with a foot slip? I mean, just that one little variation just activates everything. Absolutely. And then you're, you're preparing for it too. So all these different muscles and your core is working probably 30% harder to keep yourself stabilized. So you don't fall into the mud. Oh, so I, got, right. I got something for you real quick. Oh, you got something uh, for me? Yeah. Uh, so what are you uh, excited about waiting for your son to be born? Correct, son? Yeah, Dane Sorensen. That's Dane Sorensen Vig. That's what we're going to name him. My, my mother's nice. maiden name is Sorensen. 100% Danish. And uh, my, Jillian and I, my wife, we batted around so many different names. And I always like Dane. I like that it's short for Danish. Yeah. Uh, you know how a word, I mean, like Mackenzie's a really pretty name. I'm sure that just, it, it struck you, right? Exactly. Yep. That's how it is. We, we were naming Addie. We had all these names and she wrote out Adelaide. And I said, that's it, because you can say Addy and have all these fun names. And <laughs> and it's a name you're going to be saying thousands and hundreds of thousands of times. So you better like it. Um, I don't know. Actually, Friday and Saturday, we're going down to the Luther Medical Center. That's where she's going to give birth in February. But we're taking a couple classes. So oh, I'm taking it day by day. I don't I don't overread anything about parenting. I talk to my mom. My father, God bless him, he was an amazing father. Mm. So I, I always think if I can be like half of what he was, I'll be doing okay. Uh, I, I don't, funny, I don't look ahead too much. I want to, I'm like, it's still another three months or so. So we're getting a lot more little baby clothing in the house, though, I noticed. <laughs> and little uh, play sets, because Jilly just had her baby shower in Illinois. She's back now. 
but we got a whole bunch of fun stuff. Her dad even got Dane a little Red Ryder BB gun. Oh, so when he's a little funny. older, we'll go out and learn some gun safety <laughs> with that the BB gun. Fun. That'll be good. I already I, have one, but <laughs> I think you have all the good ingredients. I mean, you know, just the way you are with people and your love and your heart and your you're gonna you're gonna be just fine. Well, thank you. And that that's the thing. I I read uh, some books about it. It's definitely some more Christian based books, also about parenting. And uh, I talked to my mom. I and I. I, mean, I talked to my dad a lot. I just I remember everything he did and uh, spending time with him and playing with him. And hey, we'll see what happens. I don't. I found that when we first found out she was pregnant, it was a little bit of a surprise, and I. Uh, you know, late at night, you start having little panic attacks because <laughs> I have nothing to compare it to. And, and, and your mind, as we talked about, your mind is so powerful. It was shooting way ahead, years ahead. And I, I'm like, Oh, Sean, what are you doing? Nothing's even happened yet. I mean, she's about three weeks pregnant. What are you doing? That's why you get nine months to really prepare. And so it was a good exercise in getting control of your mind and being realistic and about breathing, it. Not, right? That breathing. I know. Yeah. Because last, I'd be lying in bed uh, upstairs, our guest bedroom, reading at night. This was still over the summer with the window open, be doing okay. And then all of a sudden, oh, your mind starts raining down on you. Like, oh, you're going to have a bit, you know, you know, telling you all these things. And you're looking ahead five to ten years. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> but that's not realistic because it hasn't happened yet. Nope. So, I mean, it, when he's here as a baby, then it's realistic. And like, okay, I get it. I know what I have to do. But good grief. Yeah. But that's that's the learning curve. I think if I was relaxed the whole time, I'd be worried. It's like when I used to do theater opening night, I was always nervous. I would be upset if I'd be nervous, more nervous if I wasn't nervous <laughs> because it's a it's a new test. As you said, you you do things differently every day, something spontaneous, something different to kind of scare yourself a little bit. Uh, that's so, so I don't, I'm looking forward to experience it. He'll come here and we'll, Jilly and I work really well together and add a, Oh, Addie last night. Cause Jilly came home. It was so sweet. And Jilly was in bed and she's got a little tummy on her now. And Addie was up on the bed with her and Addie put her head on Addie's tummy. Mm. It was, and then also she stuck her, I don't know why Addie stuck her nose like face in Jilly's armpit also. <laughs> But we've noticed that Addie's been a lot more attentive. When I was in Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, Addie slept in the bed with Jilly every night, and she never does that. Oh, interesting. That's great. Of course, Addie, but she's awful. Addie snores really loud, and she kicks. (laughs) She was kicking me, and I have to escort her out of the room. Uh, I'll come in like she's um, sleeping, and then all of a sudden I wake up, and she's down there on the floor (laughs) snoring. And I'm like, okay, sweetie. And I, I, she goes upstairs. She has a lovely bed upstairs. She goes up there. And then I close the door. Oh, it's, it's been interesting because she's, she never stops snoring. It gets worse and worse. And the little beast, uh, <laughs> all that noise out of that little face. Uh, <laughs> well, all fun. right, John, thanks for being the first, I guess, official non-Stefan guest. Because Stefan's on a lot. He's like Ed McMahon. We talk about all sorts <laughs> of things. Uh, did you enjoy yourself on the podcast? Oh, it was quite an honor. Thank you. Yes, I did. I, uh, I really was looking forward to talking to you because I just known from all the cues I've heard, you know, you talk about on your videos, just that we, uh, we think a lot about the same thing. So it's good. It's good. You know, I, when we're moving and flowing, it opens up everything else. If I'm filming a power, any kind of workout and my, it unlocks my mind. As we said, the mind and body go together. And the, a lot of these things just fly out of my mouth. And 
it's honest and it's spontaneous. It's not something I read in a book or somebody told me. It's what I'm experiencing in the moment. And I love that. We were saying uh, you plan things, but you want to be spontaneous. I wrote out stuff for this podcast, but I figured, well, we'll go off the script and just chat because we have, we're so passionate about all of these things. Yeah, I, I love when those magic sentences happen. You know, you work on things, you think about <laughs> yeah. them in your head, you do them different ways, you think of different ways to communicate with people. And one day you'll say something to somebody or when you're exercising like that, or you have a thought and you're like, that was it. Where'd that go? That was beautiful. And that was it. And we remember yeah. when somebody says something to us or we read something that clicks like, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm not a huge fan of platitudes, but there are some that really make you go, oh, wow. I, and those are those aha moments that just revolutionize what you're doing. So John Fresh, Doctorate of Chiropractic Care. If people want to reach out to you or reach you, is there a place to do that? I'll put this in the description also. Oh, sure. Uh, Fresh Start Chiropractic is on Instagram. And Fresh Start Cairo 1 is our YouTube and I have fresh start chiropractic on Facebook. Okay. Very good. And I'll put those in the description below. Uh, we've done a few collaborations before, but I know you do a lot of videos, nice short videos that really come to the point of health and fitness. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the fitness unleashed with Sean podcast. Again, if you want to learn more about what I do, you can also go to seanvigfitness.com. That's in the description below. Download my free fitness app. You can sign up for my online training program, Sean's vault free for 14 days and browse my collection of fitness books. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends, family, teammates, coaches, uh, people you work with your neighbor and give it a rating. Give it a fun, good rating and leave a comment wherever you are listening to this from. It's on all the major platforms. And I look forward to, well, look forward to coming to you with the next episode. Take care, my friends. God bless.